Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode. I'm excited to get into this one because I think it's a topic not so much talked about. And it is about, okay, how do we prioritize health and wellness without diet culture sort of invading and or us slipping back into those kind of ways? I think a lot of people talk about, you know, the struggle of being in the diet space, disordered eating, how to get out of it. But these sort of parts that are on the other end of that aren't really talked about too much. This actually came from one of you guys when I posted my story on Instagram asking, you know, what are you struggling with? This came up, so I thought, you know what, let's do a podcast episode on it. So yeah, as I said, there's just this whole journey that comes with food freedom. It's not just this moment you reach food freedom and that's it. There are no other obstacles. It's a whole journey. And I'm sure you know, you know, it starts with being entrenched in diet culture or get becoming entrenched in it, where you have that mentality of diet starts Monday, you know, forgoing all of your favorite foods all the time, being scared and guilty to eat those foods, on that constant hunt for, you know, a summer body, getting that bikini body, dieting just like for every single event, not even really like thinking about it, but just like you obviously have to diet for every event. You know, things like convincing yourself that that protein shake tastes the same as your favorite chocolate milk or that raw dessert is just as good as the original you know cheesecake whatever it is or it it could be you being scared of going over your calorie limit feeling like it ruins your day it could be you just being so focused on food and your weight it is your everything it's all you think about it's the source of your sense of worth then we eventually get to this point where we decide you know what (laughs) there must be a better way this is all too much this is getting kind of obsessive. I'm missing out on things in life. You know, I'm not as happy as I used to be. There must be a better way. Why can everyone else seem to just eat normally and it's just like easy for them? So then you move to the next part of the journey. You know, you do the work, you reach food freedom, you lift the restrictions, allow those forbidden foods. You kind of normalize them. You start to feel okay eating all these foods. Maybe you take a break from exercise because maybe before you were, you know, doing cardio every day. Maybe you do a different type of exercise now. And, you know, with this, your body shape might change. You might gain weight. You might lose weight. Who knows? Then we get to the other side. And from working with so many women and speaking to so many women on this topic, I know that for many of us, we can come out the other side, not really in our ideal place in terms of how we view health and our ability to prioritize it or not. I know some can come out, you know, feeling great, the emotional eating's gone, they're not binging, they've maybe even lost weight because they're not binging anymore and, you know, things are just smooth sailing. But I know for a lot of people, you come out the other side, almost gone the other side of the spectrum. So where before you were just like super controlling, super obsessive, super restrictive, you could come out the other side binge-free, you know, feeling like, oh my god, the world is my oyster, I can do all these fun things again. But 
you might have this sort of like hate almost for diet culture that makes you veer so far away from anything that even remotely resembles it. I know I did this. The idea of, you know, like a salad is like, ooh, no, it's repulsive to you. You maybe haven't gone to the gym in months or you just can't really get consistent with it and you don't want to push yourself too hard because, you know, you're kind of scared of going back into those really controlling ways before. You don't want it to feel forced. And maybe you're saying yes to just like all the foods. You're kind of, as I said, going the other side of the spectrum. You're still doing all the great things, like you're eating plenty, you know, you're watching out for stress eating, all these things. But it's just, as I said, it's not your ideal place that you want to be. You kind of are at that place now where you want to implement some health changes. You know, you want to prioritize feeling and being a little bit more healthy. And you and you want to be able to, to sort of apply gentle discipline to actually be able to say no to things sometimes without feeling like, oh my God, is this me going back to my old ways? Is this me being overly controlling? You kind of want to get to a point where you're not even triggered by anything in this sort of diet or wellness space. Like it just doesn't even bother you personally anymore. Like, yes, it might bother you because it affects other people and they're still struggling with it, but you aren't triggered by this. You basically want to take care of yourself without letting it slip back into old diet culture ways. Now, I think it's important to note that there is some overlap between this bubble of diet culture and just healthy living. For example, you know, some diets that you could put in this diet culture bubble, they also promote, you know, getting in more veggies, getting more fiber. Some work workout plans still help you get more consistent with movement, having fun, you know, working out different parts of your body, challenging yourself. These things while can be, you know, in this diet culture umbrella, are also about, you know, just being healthy. So where do diet culture and healthy living not overlap, though? What makes diet culture harmful? We want to know this so that when you go about trying to live a more healthy life, you know not to overstep into that diet culture space. And to me, diet culture is really, you know, underpinned by the idea that we must control our food and body shape and weight because how much we weigh is so important and it defines our worth. It dictates how we feel about ourselves every single day, how we show up in this world. It says if you gain weight, you must lose weight by default. Like obviously you've got to lose the weight if you gain it. It teaches us that we will always be happier when we lose weight and it's something that we must relentlessly chase. So you prioritizing health does not have to mean slipping into diet culture. Diet culture to me isn't even actually about actual diets but it's the mindset behind it all i mean some diets can actually bring about more health not all diets even have to be restrictive calorie wise you know a diet the word itself it's just it's simply the food that you eat typically so yeah to me diet culture is really actually the mindset the intention behind it all and you know to a degree like how extreme you get with it right okay so let's go into tips on how you can prioritize health without diet culture getting in the way so to me, one of the key things is really knowing yourself. What in the past did you engage in around diet culture? Can you maybe even avoid this for a while until it gets desensitized to you? And yeah, I don't think you have to always avoid all of these diet culture things. It's just, in my mind, until you feel like it's just non-triggering, you're desensitized. So example... If for you, diet culture is weighing yourself all the time, calorie counting, fitness challenges, detoxes, boot camps, 
you know, if that's what it is to you, just take a break for a while. You know, you can live a healthy life without doing or being involved with those things. Of course, these things aren't inherently bad. We just may have gone, you know, down a bit of an extreme route during the dieting days. Lots of people have healthy relationships with things like fitness challenges or doing a bit of a cleanse for your body every now and then. Like, they're not inherently bad. It's it's kind of the intention behind it and how extreme you go with it. I mean, I know for me, lots of things I had to press pause on for quite some time while they just became, you know, I, I became so removed from my dieting days. I press pause on things like gyms, gym classes, salads, veggie dishes, sort of like healthy food restaurants, raw desserts, protein shakes, nut, nut bars, burpees, squats, like so many different things that to me just really represented those dieting days. And of course, all those things individually can be healthy, right? And maybe some typically diet culture things actually don't even bother you. Maybe they actually genuinely feel healthy to you. For example, some actually find counting calories every now and then to be a helpful guide. Some people find weighing themselves every few weeks, you know, helpful if they're trying to gently lose weight. The important thing here is know thyself. You know yourself best. So be aware of these triggers or these things that you might need to just press pause on for a while and listen to that. I think my second big tip is look at your mentality. There probably was this mentality, you know, the way you felt about everything back in your diet culture days. It was probably very all or nothing, very just like it has to be perfect or, you know, let's just do a full on binge. I like to really think about like the language that I use around food or just my efforts to live a more healthy life. So I've noticed myself get a lot more relaxed and gentle with my efforts. Phrases like, I'll try to do this most of the time, not like, okay, this week I'm gonna do this every single day and it's gonna be perfect or else, you know, I've messed up. It's just, I'm gonna try to do this most of the time or for this week, I'm just gonna focus on dialing that back or adding a little bit more of this. I'm gonna try my best, you know, make tweaks instead of these 180s. And to remember, when it comes to just prioritizing health, there's no such thing as failing, unlike what we usually think with diets. There's no wagon to fall off. You know, it's just, there's, there's no diet starts Monday. It's just this journey of you throughout life now, taking care of yourself, your body, your mind, your spirit, the best you can most of the time. And remembering that sometimes your best won't be as good as other times, and that's fine. You know, sometimes you're gonna be inundated with work problems, stress, children, like all these things might get in the way at times. And so your best at trying to live healthy might not be as great at that time. And that's fine. I also like to think of prioritizing health, living that kind of healthy life as being just much more gentle than the dieting days while still actually being able to, you know, succeed or like do well at it. I just really view it through this lens of this doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to be perfect, but I can still actually do a good job at this. And I think the important thing is to really know that feeling if you veer back into diet culture ways. You know the feeling, right? It's like stress, guilt, obsessive, compulsive. You have that awareness. You know what it's felt like in the past. And you know if it starts going anywhere near that in the future while you're trying to prioritize health, you can press on the brakes. Like you are in the driver's seat this time. I'm gonna pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, why you're still binge eating and how to stop. 
It's a 35 minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, want to never binge again, trust me, I know the feeling. I was stuck for 10 years doing that. Then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life. Okay, let's get back into the show. Okay, another tip that I've got is to look at this as, you know, the focus is health. It's not weight. Of course, weight and health can be a little bit intertwined, but mostly let's focus on health. And that might mean for you not weighing yourself often or just looking at what does health actually mean to you? It's nourishment, you know, it's the food we eat, it's the movement that we do, but it can be, you know, a bit broader than that. It can be your hydration, your sleep quality, your stress levels, how you manage stress, you socializing, you connecting with people and feeling love and joy, and yet designing your kind of like health journey with all of that in mind. And I think in doing that, in kind of moving the focus away from only just food or just your weight, it can just help it feel, I don't know the word, maybe just more wholesome and help you you know, mitigate the risk of not falling back into diet culture ways, basically. Okay, next tip is to not let diet culture get in your way of this healthy journey that you're making. Yes, your friends might all be doing a bikini body challenge. They might drink detox teas. They might be complimenting each other's weight loss or hating on, you know, celebrities, uh, celebrities weight gain, you know, dissing how celebrities look as they age, all these things. The world is still pretty weight obsessed, looks obsessed. And, you know, that's fine. You can't really do too much about that. Yes, we can say things to people and try to get them to change their views. But for the most part, you know, that's like a very big job to take on. So that's fine. This is your journey now, though. You are in a different lane now. Remember the aim of diet culture, it's all about worth, being connected to your weight, how you look, and it becoming super extreme and obsessive. But you're in a different place now. Your aim is to do your best most of the time at feeling and being a bit more healthy. Two totally different things. I would even say to look at potentially editing your environment a little bit if you kind of want to block out some of that diet culture noise just to not let it affect you as much. For example, you know, not taking gym classes that talk about getting that bikini body or talking about fat burn, if that feels diet culture-y to you. It could be blocking diet Instagram pages. It could be putting away your weighing scale. It could be, you know, unfollowing fitness influencers who trigger you. It could be telling friends that you don't really want to talk about diets for a while. It could be asking family not to comment on your body and just telling people that, you know, you're focusing on feeling healthier overall, mentally, emotionally, and physically. So that's really up to you if you feel like you do want to block out some of the noise. Ultimately, though, I think in the long term, I think later on, once you start to feel a bit more okay, it is worth, in my mind, I know a lot of people would kind of say the opposite, but in my mind, it's worth just over time learning to deal with that noise, like not even having to block it out because it's going to show up and it's going to show up in ways that you can't block out. So I think over time, I would also do the work to 
And I think actually time helps this in itself anyway, but just doing the work to feeling unfazed by that stuff getting in your face. Okay, now I think something needs to be said on how to add gentle discipline in, how to say no without it feeling like it's going back into those excessively controlling ways. Because I know this is a struggle for people who have, you know, they've gone from one side of the spectrum, excessively controlling diet culture, to the other, you know, lifting all restrictions, allowing all foods, exposing yourself to all the foods, and that that's totally needed in this journey. But I know that for so many, there gets to be a point where you just want to be able to actually say no to things and not feel like, oh my god, this is me restricting, this is me going back into my old ways, and you feel like you always have to say yes to everything. To me, it's really about your intention, the feeling behind this action you saying no you saying yes and your response if you don't do the thing or if you do do the thing for example it could be you are offered a slice of cake maybe in your old dieting days you would have been like oh my god I have to say no to this because I've been already so bad today have to say no even though I really want it you feel this tension within you and you know maybe later your response is binging that night because it just like all felt too much this sense of like holding back even though you wanted it and you probably had been restricting so much anyway that whole week that it was just you know building up it was going to happen another scenario could be you're off of the chocolate cake and this time your intention is just you know what I think I can just calmly say no to this yes it's you know chocolate cake it's probably delicious it would be enjoyable but I just know that Lately, I've just been watching out for my blood sugar levels and this could just, you know, spike it. I've already kind of eaten a bunch of high sugar things today. So I'm just going to say no to this and that's fine. I'm sure there's going to be chocolate cake another time for me to have, you know, and afterwards you feel like, okay, I can just move on. That's fine. That's great. I did my best at looking out after myself and yeah, you just move on. It's just, it's just so much easier. So I think it's about looking at how can I create some boundaries for myself? not rigid rules that make you feel, you know, stressed, scared, guilty if you break them. Just boundaries. What can you set up? Just a handful of things to protect yourself, to help you step into, you know, a bit of a healthier life. For me, one of my boundaries is, okay, I'm just going to set up three classes per week, like three gym classes per week. I'm flexible on what the class is, however I'm feeling at the time, like what I want to do. But I'm just going to really try my best to get movement in because I know it makes me feel so good after and just makes me happier. It really does. Or it could be, you know, I'm going to sit down each Sunday, plan out my meals for the food shop for the week. And I'm making those choices. And when I make those choices, I will purposefully find recipes with lots of veggies in them or just like lots of different types of foods, diversity in my diet for that week. And again, like with these things, you'll just know when you set up these sort of boundaries, if it is going back into old territories, if it is gentle discipline or if it's getting a bit too controlling, you'll know because of the feeling, the intention, you'll know that if there's any stress, any guilt and any shame around this, that's probably going back into old ways that we, we don't really want that. We're looking for that feeling behind it of, hey, this is me looking out for me, like just taking care of myself the best that I can. And it feels good. It doesn't always have to mean that it feels good in the moment. Like, as I said, you know, that chocolate cake, you knew that chocolate cake. Yes, it's going to be delicious. In an ideal world, like if that chocolate cake was actually really healthy for my body, yeah, I'd probably want it. But I'm just going to kind of push back past that slight bit of pain and having to say no to it. 
because I'm looking out for myself and I feel good about doing that. It doesn't feel like it's driven by fear or scared of how that thing is going to make me gain weight and how that's going to make me feel. Okay, I think I waffled a little bit there, but hopefully you get the point. And actually, it just came to my mind that I made a podcast episode in the past, a few months ago, about exactly this specific bullet point of adding gentle discipline in and being okay with saying no to foods. So definitely just zip back and check those out if you want to go more in depth on that. Last point here on how to prioritize health without it going diet culture is to just go slow with this. We don't need to go all in. We don't need to go about making tons of change at once, overhauling things like often it kind of feels in diet culture ways. It's just small steps. We're just going to go bit by bit. Remember, this is a journey for life. This is you taking care of yourself. It's not a one month extreme diet, you know? So we're going to have fun with it. We're going to enjoy the feeling of taking care of yourself in such a loving way. You know, this time it's going to be different. It's, yeah, this lifelong path exploring, okay, what foods do I really like cooking? Do I really like eating that actually make me feel good? What's the balance that I want, you know? Some people want, you know, 70% of the time. Most of the time, my foods are this kind of food, you know, high fiber, veggies, or whatever it is. And then 30% of the time, I just have fun. It's about finding what is that balance that really works for you. What are these, you know, quote unquote, unhealthy, typically unhealthy things, do you still want to do that actually make you happy? You know, life is short, so let's just enjoy some of those things some of the times that by making you happier, actually potentially could make you a little bit healthier because you're happier. Maybe it's, you know, getting a little bit tipsy or drunk once a week with your best friends. If that's what, you know, you want, can you fit that into this overall, mostly healthy lifestyle? Remember, it's not about perfection. It's finding what works for you. And what are those things that you don't want to sacrifice on? Those quote unquote unhealthy things that you still want there and you want to feel okay with it. If you want to have your, you know, your favorite fast food every now and then, cool, that's fine. Because remember, it's all about balance. Going slow with this, finding the balance that works for you, exploring what works for you, and just having fun with it. Okay, those are my tips. So if you are not looking to lose weight at this point in your journey, you know, after food freedom, but you're just here to prioritize living a bit of a more healthy life, then I hope this episode helped. As I said, other kind of offshoot episodes in the past on gentle discipline and being able to say no to foods without feeling like it's restrictive, check those out. I'm always here for more advice if you want to DM me as well at Free with Breed on Instagram. If you are actually looking for like a little bit of weight loss now for whatever reason and you want it to be sustainable, you want it to feel gentle, you want it to come from a loving, healthy place. I've made a course on that, Sustainable Fat Loss, so I'll link it below for you to check out. I made that course actually with something in mind, and it was that if at the absolute worst case, you know, obviously you join this course with a goal of, I want to lose a little bit of weight. But if at the worst case, you don't achieve that goal on this course, you know, due to this course, I made the course such that worst case scenario, you come out feeling healthier and happier because I really focus on the strategies, the tips, the mindset, everything around it is not only, you know, can help you lose weight, but it's going to help you just make small changes over time that are health promoting. There's tons of mindset in the course, because I think, to be honest, that's like half the battle when it comes to losing weight and changing 
essentially behaviors. That's what it's really about is changing behaviors temporarily while you lose the weight and then learning how to get back into a maintenance place as well. So tons of mindset in there if you want help. That's it from me. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I will see you next time. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback and let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time.